This is the Darnell Autry Show. I am Darnell Autry with Daniel Blunk. And here we go. All right, Darnell, we got one one other question from Grant. My man. Always appreciate when he's got topics for us. So his topic is, how do you come up with a story? Wow. It's a huge, it's a huge question, right? Because the answers vary infinitely, really. I mean, because it's person to person. It's what interests you, what don't interest you. I, I love, I love the question because it gives you some insight to me, but then it also lets you know how little I know, right, about other people's processes, right? Because um, everybody is so different. Right, and everybody's moved and inspired by different things. I most of the time when I come up with a story, it's it, it comes out of like a question, right? It comes out of like, what if this person was X? Or I see somebody at, at Starbucks and someone order they order the, the the biggest, longest drink ever, and I'm standing in there and I go, What if that barista just slapped that customer? You know what I mean? Like just today's the day, they quit. They've had enough. Damn your frappe, whatever, whatever. And they just quit. So then, so then the story for me, like then it goes, okay, that's very interesting. Like that would be, that'd be hilarious or that'd be weird or that'd be funny or whatever. And then I just go home and just start writing stuff. Now, you know, I go, I go as far as I can go with that initial part. So I have a bunch of pieces, right? I mean, I, and then sometimes I was working at, uh, at Total Wine. And I was selling wine and I, I didn't know anything about wine until I started working there. I knew about liquor and cause I bartended or whatever, but I didn't know much about wine. So as I was learning more and more about wine, I was inspired about uh, to write this story about um, a guy who inherits a, a vineyard and he also knows nothing about wine. So it was a little bit about, you know, a little bit of me in this story, right? And so he doesn't know anything about wine. So he's got to figure that out. And of course, you know, there's other guys out there trying to buy his his vineyard from his family, and of course, if he doesn't produce wine, then he you know he can't stay successful. And then there's a love story in there, and then it's a happily ever after. You know, he's a frat boy drinking wine like like you know. So I have all these little funny scenes that I put together. So I I literally sat down, was inspired, wrote it in like two weeks. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm saying like I told a story, a 90 page story in two weeks because I was inspired by just being around wine. Right. And being and I had a storyline that I was like, this is interesting. I, you know, I want to I want to I want to explore this. So and, and a lot of the times it's also character driven, too. Right. I want to play a hitman. I, I thought that'd be really cool to play a hitman. So I sit down and just start writing because I think it'd be cool to be like a, a, a funny, uh, quirky hitman. So I just started writing a scene. So I wrote a thing for me and you to do. And I'm on the verge of finishing that. So once we finish that, hopefully we get that done in the next, I'll finish writing that in the next week or two, and then we can put it together and you guys will be able to check it out. But it, it starts with some interest, some question, uh, a scenario. Rarely is it an image, but I mean, like some, it, 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 my inspiration comes from a variety of different places. So that's a long story short. It, it's just depends on where I'm at or who I'm talking to what I think is funny at the time, what I think is serious at the time. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's a, so it's a variety of different ways that I get inspired. So what about, what about you? How do you, I, and I think it's interesting when you ask other people about their inspirations and what they do and how do you, how do you, especially when it comes to art, right? If you go and try to talk to a painter and go, Hey, how did you, 
what what inspired you to write that or to paint that and if the answer is and i'm a painter right and i'm, and I'm listening to somebody else give me the advice and they go oh i just um i paint myself blue and then i go and i lay in the garden for a little bit and i clear my head and then i go and start painting oh, I got to go lay in a garden. <laughs> right, right, right. right. I got to go lay. That's the thing I'm missing. I'm going to go lay in a garden because that's what he does. And that makes sense. Or that's what she does. That makes sense. But it may not be part of the process. Maybe that's just the person, right? Yeah. That person does that to be closer to the earth or whatever so they can clear their head. It's not about the painting part of it. It's about them as a person to be open and inspired. Right. So... What inspire? How do you come up with stories? How do you get inspired? What's your process? All right, <laughs> and I and I think it's really interesting because listening to you, your approach is a, a very much the the elevator pitch approach. Mm. What if this? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What if somebody made a zoo and there's a bunch of dinosaurs in it? Like, oh, okay, Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Right. And what I like about that is that's almost the exact opposite. I can't do what you do. I can't start with the what if this happened? Cause I'll just sit there and be like, yeah, that's cool. And I'll just stare at a blank right. for hours. I, I don't know what to do after that. Right. That works great for you. Right. And I think uh, the biggest thing uh, for our listeners, it doesn't have to be the quote unquote, the, the correct way, the way you're supposed to sit down to write a story. Cause if that was the case, everybody would be doing it exactly yeah. the same. And most yeah. of the stories would probably be the same. Yeah. Right. I mean, exactly. So even if you just have a, what if this, wouldn't that be interesting and you can run with it? Go. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah. Or like you're saying, Oh man, I always wanted to play a such and such character. And if that, gets it going then go with it yeah who cares just sit down and start banging it out just start banging it out yeah yeah for myself since i have no talent at all shut for it. storytelling <laughs> <laughs> shut it I, whatever i actually have to uh do some exercises for myself to kind of get my my two brain cells to rub together to form a thought which i love i love that though i love like before we started this uh -huh. we 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 discussed the topic and our approaches are very, very different. But again, I think listeners, our listeners can get and take points from each, right? right? And be able to say, oh yeah, because that works better for me that way. And then the way Darnell does it, it's so sporadic that I don't know that I could do that. Like, I don't think that that's, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. get inspired like that, right? right I don't, right. that's not how I work. And I think your approach is more you could replicate it, right? It's it's probably more consistent, right? It's probably more like you can get good at it. So now that I've set it up, you go <laughs> ahead and tell the listeners what exactly it is that. So my the first one on my list is the the writing exercise that I've gone to most often, and this I got from a guy named Darius Britt out of Tucson. Yeah, give him credit because you don't want to get sued because Darius Britt will hear that and be like, what? I taught him that. Yeah, you don't want that. Absolutely. You don't want that in your life. Uh, so listeners, his YouTube channel, uh, D for Darius, excellent, excellent uh, storytelling, filmmaking YouTube channel. Uh, but his writing exercise is as simple as character A 
asks character B for a favor and character B says no. What happens after that? Mm. And I would sit down yeah. and just, okay. Character A asks character B for a favor. Character B says no. Now write the rest of the story. Mm, and it's, like it. it's as simple as, I mean, I sat down and said, okay. Character A, their New Year's resolution is I want to go to the gym and get in shape. I asked character B, come with me to the gym. And character B is like, nope, not going to the gym with you. What happens? Mm. So something that simple, right? You can, you can make so many stories out of character A, ask character B, character B says no. But what if, okay, okay. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. What if I don't like, cause that, that was a really creative, like, a, B, you know what I mean? Like, yep. hey, on New Year's Eve, I want a resolution. I want to go to the gym. And I asked character B, can you go to the gym with me? Yeah. My first, when you first said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, can I have a pencil? And character B says no. Then I'm like, okay, so so what do you do? What, how do you, so is there, is, do you, would you add like another layer to the characters? Or you're, are you, are you, do we need to ask something more elaborate is my question or no. Is it, is it that it could be that simple? It could be that simple. And some, like you're saying, it's like, well, you may feel the pressure to try and come up with this amazing that, idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I, that's where I was getting at. So another one, and this is uh, an exercise we used to do in my improv class when I had an improv class is most boring start ever. Most boring start ever. I say you have to come up with the most boring beginning to a story. You can't come up with something that's cool sounding. So okay. Um, character A is watching television. So okay, that's pretty boring. Yep. All right. Then what? Um, there's nothing on television. So okay, keep keep going with the boring. Just keep going with the slow. Keep going with the boring. Right. What, what happens after that? Um, they ask character B, "Hey, do you want to play video games? Because there's nothing on TV." I'm like, "You just did it. You just made a story." Got it. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Fi- I, I get yeah. it. No, no. I, I feel that. Right. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. So one approach is you purposely go out of your way. How much more boring can this story begin? And you do that because there's no, you, you don't, there's no pressure to be super creative and super elaborate. Because actually by trying to take, by trying to be boring, right? you force yourself to be more creative because now I got to think, okay, what's even more boring than that? Ah, see, I like that. What's even a dumber story? Yeah, I like that. Plus, it takes all the pressure off of oneself to come up with an amazing idea. Yeah. And again, like, I, I, I love, I, I, first of all, listeners, I love the first one, too, the A to B. You know what I mean? But I but I did feel like, oh, man, how do I get creative and come up with an A to B? Someone says no to what? You know? But I liked it because you're right. It, it, it gets it going. Yeah. Right? So the second example is like, less stress i'm not i'm not pressuring myself i don't need to be anything this great this concept doesn't have to be amazing it can be it will eventually roll into something yeah but it's a good it's a start yeah yeah and oftentimes that's where the hang-up is with writers is 
if I can just get going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Your creativity yeah. will kick in. Now, I may not kick in till page 10. Right, 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 right. But if you can at least get to page 10. Right, 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 right. And then you can edit yourself and then you can wheedle down. Uh, yeah, that makes sense right now. Because I think I think you're right. I think that's the hardest thing, right? I want to be a writer. I just don't know what to write. Yeah. All right. What else? What else you got? Because I like I like those two. Those are those are doable. And then the other one working off of that is to write the ending first. Because then I'm forced to think, okay, how many ways can a story end? Now I'm going to relate it back to the the very first one I talked about, right? Character A asks character B for a favor. That's a very simplistic right. story. Okay. How many ways can that end? Okay. Character A eventually convinces character B to say yes. That's right. an ending. That's yeah. That's an ending. Uh, no matter what character A says, character B doesn't budge. That's it's an ending. That's an ending. Right. Right. Character A through violent force. I was just thinking that in my head. I was makes like, character A shoots character B. Makes character B do it. Right. Or through violent force, character A kills character B and so the, the favor never gets done but now oh crap I killed him yes and yeah, now yeah, I just yeah. screwed myself over because I actually needed him to yeah. do the paper <laughs> right 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 and that's the story yeah or character A tries to intimidate threaten character B into saying yes character B retaliates and kills character A right but it's just, but it gets the ball rolling yeah it gets you typing writing in it so you tell the end first so yeah. now you have to then it's like puzzle right then you then have to okay what happened before that yeah okay then what happened before that and then what happened before that and then you start thinking like eventually you get to the beginning and then you can edit and, and so yeah. on and so forth yeah. after yeah yeah because i have i'm i'm th guessing all of our listeners who are writers have the same problem. I have a million fulfilling stories that are like halfway done. That, <laughs> that's what I was done. saying. Like I got bits and pieces. That's sporadic bits and pieces of, of stories. Yeah. No, I, I got yeah. you. I feel you. So I can apply this to maybe a story that I've gotten to a certain point. I'm now I'm stuck. Right. Oh, I don't know where to go with this. It's like, okay, we'll sit down and just write out, what are all the possible endings? I mean, and then you find out that there's only so many ways you can end it. Right. So it eventually it edits itself, right? It, it sort of homes in itself, right? It's only yeah. so many different ways. Yeah. I like that. Because you can even narrow it down to, all right, your hero gets what they want. Your hero doesn't get what they want. Your hero gets what they want, but oops, that's not what I really wanted anyway. Right. Or you know, there's so there was there's only so many things. So right. the the overwhelming nature of, oh man, how do I end this? Maybe if you just sit down and write them out. It's like, oh, that's it? That's yeah, I mean, there's only like four ways I could end this. Right. So pick one and go with it. And yeah. maybe maybe yeah. you got your story there. Right. Yeah. All right, what else? One is, and you, and you talked about earlier, is to sit down and don't even write a story. Write a character. 
Yeah, that's fun. Just write a character that has right. no story associated with it. Just write right. the character. Who's this character? Right. Or person, and however you want to fill in the blanks with that. Right. This is their past, and or this is where they work, this is where they're from, blah, 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 blah. Then, okay, now you have this very well-rounded character. Might now the story reveal itself to you might it be obvious at once you've written the character like oh right, okay right. yeah he's a he's a mechanic okay yeah okay so that's cool yeah you can maybe mix and match with now you can do the what if yeah 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 because now i got a character yeah so now i got a i got a, a, a physical being right so you, i've got something yeah right because i think the, the the real beauty of it no matter what it is you do or don't write right is that and and character development and all the artistic stuff, right? I, I like this about being an artist, right? Is that you literally are coming up with something out of zero, nothing. You have created something out of zero. And that for me has always been crazy powerful and crazy um amazing that every movie you see started with someone going Whatever their process is, laying in the dirt, they came up with a character A, ask character B, and away you go. Whatever whatever it is your process is, right? It started from zero. It started from like some, inside someone's head, like this a song. A song was in someone's head. They got to write it out. It has a middle, beginning, you know, middle, beginning, middle, and end. And it came out of zero. Like it came out of absolutely nothing. And I think that is really really powerful and really like for me very motivating mm -hmm. so then for the listeners that are out there you know everything that you write doesn't necessarily have to be a masterpiece right in fact everything you write probably won't be a masterpiece right right it's probably it's and and the the trick is and, and you can correct me if i'm wrong daniel because you have a lot more experience in writing than i do is the more you do it the better you get Right. And then and then and then not just not just with the creative part of it, but the actual storytelling part of it. Yeah. Right. It's not like a, you get better with words, you get better with language, you get better with like supporting a conversation. Right. You get better at, um, oh, OK, he says this, but he really means this. And and in your mind, like, oh, I'm getting real coy and real sneaky. Right. So as a writer. So those kinds of things will will come right as you as you continue to write. But it's getting started in writing. Yeah. Yeah, it's that if you can just get the ball rolling. Yes. You can, it'll usually, that's all you need. Just right. that first step. Right. Yep. yep, absolutely. What else you got? What's, what's the other, I'm loving these exercises because now, now I don't have to like have a stroke of genius or something hit me in the <laughs> right. head and go, oh yeah, that's hilarious. I got to write that down. <laughs> so this is one that, okay, this is, this is, only an exercise because I would never want anyone to copyright infringe, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but cause there are several websites that you can find the script to a movie. Right. Right. You can, I think, uh, simply scripts.com is one, uh, the internet script database is another. So find a, maybe a movie you like, look up the script, actually take a scene, Again, it's just an exercise, so you don't, don't get to- Don't be out there getting sued, people. Don't get yourself in trouble. But just a, a, an exercise for in creativity, 
take the exact same script, the same dialogue, everything. Right. Reimagine that scene as something way different than how it actually was in in the movie. Mm, so take it in, put it in a different environment. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like, you know, okay, let's say one of my favorite movies is Pulp Fiction. You know what? It's crazy that you say that because I've been trying to think of the name of that movie for the last three <laughs> days. Seriously, I was just talking to my girl. I was like, hey, it's the movie John Travolta. It's Samuel Jackson. It was three days. It was killing me. I didn't even look it up because I was like, I, I'm going to figure this out. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I love that movie, by the way. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You just, no, yeah, no, you no. just closed the circle for me. Oh, I almost had a stroke, but now I'm good now. <laughs> Got it. So there is the scene. Uh, it's the first time Samuel L. Jackson's character uh, recites that Bible verse. Right. Okay, take that scene. Word for word, you don't get to change any of the dialogue or anything. How could you do that scene, the exact same dialogue, as something other than what the scene was? You sit down, okay, well, what? Okay, so it's got however many characters are in this. This is what this is what they say. This is what they do. Right. Or this is what they say. Right. Two guys that work for a mob boss, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to collect on yada, yada, yada. What if it was all different? What if it was, what if it's two people that are going door to door to talk about uh, their church? Right. How does that change? How does it make the dialogue yes. completely different? Yes. Yes. And, it, yes, and it's only yes. a, a good exercise. Because it forces you to think, what can I do with the same words? But it gives you something. That's yeah. the other thing too, yeah. right? It's it's instant something in front of you, right? It's not a blank sheet. You're not going, oh man, I don't know, man. I'm sitting here thinking about absolutely nothing. Now I'm like, oh, I got the words here. Yeah. Now I'm going to take these words and I'm going to put them in a farm scene or in yeah. a church or in like at the kitchen table or you know what I mean? Like you, now I can, again, I think the hardest thing is having something, yeah. right? Coming up with just something, right? I, I mean, like, like you I just like said, it. I like it. Imagine taking that scene from Pulp Fiction and reimagining it as a bunch of farmers on a farm. Right. But they have to say the same thing. You have to say the same words. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. Right. I mean, like that's, that's exciting stuff, right? Because you could get there and be like, wow. Because there's everybody has a scene in every movie that you love. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Scarface. Imagine taking that big one, say hello to my little friend. Take that out and put, you know what I mean? Whatever that line is, you could do just a line too, right? Yeah. I mean, you could do, yeah. that's, that's genius. Because again, I do think that the hardest thing is going from zero to something. That's yeah. the biggest step, right? And then after that, then you can edit and and elaborate and color and and you know jazz up and you know put all the bells and whistles on it right yeah. yeah now what you can do is okay now i have this idea it's like well now i can write my story my original story about the people that work at a fast food restaurant right that i'm no longer copying Scarface. Right. It's my story now. Right. Because I finally got that spark I needed. Right. right. Like you said, that first step, that something. That's something. Right. 
I went from nothing. Now I got something. Okay, boom. Now I can drop the exercise and go do my thing. So what do you, what would you say to someone that, cause we, we just, we just talked about like, we have a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like we have a bunch of groups of writing and things and some are full scenes, some are half scenes, some are just conversations. Yeah. Some are, um, a character here and there. What do you say to someone that I'm halfway through the scene and I, I don't know where to go with this. I, it, it no longer, it no longer inspires me. Yeah. Right. I'm just sitting here like, okay, this is, you start, I think you start thinking to yourself like, ah, this is kind of dumb. I think, you know what I mean? You start um, whatever it is that's, that slows you down or has you stop. Mm -hmm. How do you not have that happen? How do you prevent that from creeping in? How do you, so in other words, you get the ball rolling. I've made the first step. Yeah. I got this scene. It's hilarious or it's, it's crazy. It's deep, whatever. I take the scene from Pulp Fiction. I've applied it to a bunch of farmers. Now I'm talking about, and now it's this, uh, this, it's really about this hometown. This is a crazy town. So I got this. Yeah. So it's really about the town. It's not in there about the farmers anymore. Now it's about the town and all these different characters in this town. And then halfway through it, or even a quarter of the way through it, because you know, you'd be lucky to get halfway through without assuming that you're not as inspired. So you get there and you're like, ah, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. This is this isn't this isn't this isn't working. Right. So what do you do then? A couple of things. And I think the problem is that I think it's called uh, the cost sunk or cost sink mindset. I've already sat down and wrote half of it. I've already wrote, written three quarters of it. Man, come on. I, I got to end it. Yeah. Well, I got to come up with a good ending. Okay. How about you don't? I dare you to write the stupidest ending ever. I dare you to write an ending that every single person you hand it to is going, oh my God, Darnell, you need to just stop writing because this is horrible. I hmm. dare you to write the most horrible ending where all your friends are going to say, look, you, you, can you find another hobby, please? Wow. Because then what would you come up with? Right. How would you write the worst ending to a story ever like where people are going to actually question why you even started writing in the first place could you do it yeah probably okay you could i mean you you probably could i think i i i, I kind of see where you're coming from i think yeah right it's about keeping it rolling absolutely Without the pressure of expectations, right? Without the added, like you said, I gotta finish this. I'm almost there. Like, I just don't know how, I, but I've already put, I gotta finish, the pressure's there. Yeah. You take the pressure off by just going, well, let's just end this really terribly. Right? Is that is that what yeah. is that what you're doing? Let's just end this terribly. Let's just have aliens come down, blow everybody up and it's over. Yeah. Cause you'd at least still be writing. Yep. Whether it's good or bad, you're still writing. Because the pressure of, I've already put all this effort and work and brain power into it, right? It puts the pressure on yourself to end it fantastically. 
magically, wonderfully, amazingly, I got to end this thing because look how much I put into it. Right. Number one. Number two, it's writer's block is about self-judgment. Wow. Come on, Daniel. I'm supposed to be a writer and I can't, I can't come up with a good ending. Wow. Why do I have to be a good writer? Man. See you listen that, that just blew my mind because, but it's not surprising though, because again, I heard you say some form of that in class. You've same with the audition technique. Like you go in and we're like, what if I'm not good? Okay. What if you're not good? Then what? I sat in class when Daniel said that I was like, then that's not good. That's not, it's like, yeah, but, 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 but you've, but that's the thing. Like you, you're, you're taking the, the pressure off of yourself, which, which again, blocks creativity, right? Pressure and stress can it can, let's just say it can block the create creative process, right? It can block Absolutely. like where you, where you ultimately go. If you really like, listen, I don't really care that much and I'm just going to end it because I, I don't know how I see this going. I'm just going to end it with this, this, and this. And, oh, you know what? Now that I'm writing this, maybe I'll change this a little bit. Maybe I'll, maybe it's not going to end like that. Maybe I'll end it this way. And, but you're, but again, you're pushing the ball still. Yep. Right. Yep. Interesting. You got to be probably one of the, the, um, least emotional people to be an artist that I know. Like, it, wow, really, okay. it, you know, okay. I mean, like, I, I always, I always like when we're in class and you say things like that, you're like, oh, but I'm going to go in there. Cause I, I like, I've told you before, like I, I stress on like wanting to be really good. Right. I really, cause I, I have this thing where I'm like, I'm going to work as hard as I can. Cause I'm going to be really good. Cause I'm not going to just do it just to do it. That's not fun. I'm going to do it to be good. I'm going to do it to be great. I'm going to do it so that other people go, man, that dude's awesome. I'm going to do it so that I can book as many gigs as I can book. I'm going to uh, be in as many movies as I can be in. I mean, that's just how my competitive ego, you know, mind works, right? Cause I want to be a huge success and I want to have a career in this and blah, blah, blah. But I, and you know this about me mm-hmm. and yet still you're like, you know, we, it was one time in class. I said, you know, Daniel, when I get up on stage, I get really, really nervous. And his, and your response was okay. I, but, but I still get nervous. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's, so, so come up and get up on stage. So as I'm walking there, you go, Hey, all right, right now, how do you feel? And I'm like, well, I'm starting to get a little nervous. Okay. Okay. Now get up on stage. Okay, so I'm I'm still a little nervous. I'm standing on stage. I'm, and this wasn't during class. It wasn't in front of everybody. You just did it on the side. And he, and I was still got nervous. And you're like, okay, well, that's just part of it. So how do you use it? You know, how do you use that? And instantly, like, it took the pressure off me to be good in other people's minds, right? Because that's really what it comes down to, right? You're like, yeah. we're trying to project ourselves so that other people say, Oh yeah, Daniels, he's great. He's amazing. But you, you somehow, and I I don't know, maybe other people do it too, but you somehow like take the pressure of success out of performing, right? You, you systemize it or you, um, you, you, you take the pressure out of it and you make it more, I wouldn't say mechanical. I'm not saying mechanical, but you make it, um, um, process oriented, yeah. right? So you, it's just the, here, you just keep doing the process. Yeah. 
and take the emotional part of like quote unquote being good. Yeah. Just do. Right. Right. Yeah. Taking out the, I don't need motivation. I just, just do. Cause that's another step that you don't need. Like, why do I need the motivation? Why don't I just do it? Right. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't understand. What do you, what do you mean? But it's, it's a very, it's, it's a great lesson. It really is a great lesson because I know that there are a lot of people, a lot of our listeners out there that are like, man, I really want to do this. And, and, but when they, when they say, I really want to do this, it's at, it's from the perspective of somebody else looking at them doing it and going, that's awesome. Right. I really, I really want to be a good, I want to be a singer. I want to be a singer. I want to be a singer. Not because I want to sing, mm -hmm. but because I want to be a good singer. So that other people see me sing. And I love the attention and I love being center and I love that. So I really, really, I want it so bad, but it's driven by the want, not the, the process. Gotcha. Yeah. Because what I've found is most of the actors I've interacted with over the years, I don't need to get them competitive. I don't, I don't need to get them to be competitive. I don't need to get them to want to be the best. They're already bringing that the want right the the, yeah. the the passion of like oh right. i want to be yeah and the very thing that's going to drive them to be successful is going to drive them to failure that uh, that competitive nature is both why you succeed and it's why you fail so what i need to provide to the actor is not what they already have but i need to provide the countermeasure to that the stabilizer right why i dare you to go into that audition and I dare you to give a, an audition performance so bad that at the end of the day, that casting director is going to turn to the producer and go, remember that one guy? That is the worst audition I've ever seen. Oh my God, that was horrible. Like, I want you to go down in history in that person's mind right. as the absolute worst audition he's ever seen. I dare you. Now, if I, if I told you to do that, am I like, oh, okay, no problem. Right. <laughs> right. You'd be like, yeah, I can go in there just like a chicken and it's going to be epic. Like I'll do a backspin. I'll do a back. Yeah. I'll start break dancing in there. Right. And, and I'll be using your competitive nature for, it'll be working to your advantage because you are determined to be the worst right. ever. Right. Oh, you ain't, you ain't seen the worst yet. Right. You watch, you, oh, you're daring me? You dare me to be the worst? Oh, psh, watch this. Right. And it'll work in your advantage. Right, 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 right. Because I probably that countermeasure for you. Got so, you. So these things like. But it's imaginary, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's imaginary. It's not like, uh, like you said, because I mean, that could be detrimental to your career and all that stuff. But but if you if you can imagine doing that, or if you can actually do that. Yeah. Then it, again, it's about, taking the pressure out of and balancing the, the extreme passion and want. Right. And I think yeah. in sports coaches do that a lot, right? Where you're, you're so hyped and so amped that you can't perform because you're so excited. I need to bring, I need to counter that and, and put it in your head that this is execution, not, I, you're going to, you're already going, you're going to catch the ball. There's no doubt about where you're going to catch it, but I need you to get to the point where you can catch it. So I need to execute, you need to execute the, the route 
first, then you can catch the ball. And we're going to do it enough times where now, whether or not you're super excited, low energy, whatever, you can run that route and put yourself in a position to catch the ball. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, So I need to put you in a position where you know it. Now, what you do after you catch it is your athleticism, is your creativity, it's your whatever, your, your ability. But I need to get you to the spot where you can catch it. Yep. And I never thought about it till just now. I just had a stroke of genius. You guys are all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to piggyback on that, I'm sure either you went through that as a player or you saw that in, in other players. There are whatever, you know, the backs, the tight ends, the receivers, they get the ball thrown to them and the ball just clangs off their hands because there's no absorption in the hands. They're just like these steel hooks. Yeah. And they're, oh, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. they're not just going to catch the ball. They're going to like grab it and deflate it when yeah, they grab smash it. Smash it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they just boink and they can't catch anything. Right. Because they're so hyped up to, oh man, that ball's mine. Whereas a player who's just right, not, you know, limp noodle no, hands. No, no. But boy, that ball just kind of sinks right into their hands just perfectly. Right. It's the right amount of, I got to grab onto this thing, but soft enough where just it just melts into my hand. Just boom. Right. Just like right, that. right, right. Yeah, it just and, sticks. And, yeah, and and then there's that there's that um, the repetition to be able to do that on a regular basis. Yeah, right. That the process of like I get on the field, um, I get on, I get out to warmups. I'm excited and fired up. I get out and I do the the pregame stuff. I'm really excited. I step out on the field for the first time. I'm really excited. They call a play that's coming to me. I'm even more excited. You know what I mean? So, but but what you do with the repetition and the counterbalance is that I get you to that place where you, with, with coach's job is to get you to that place where you can actually put you in a position to catch the ball because you just can't run wherever you want. Right. Right. You just can't just be like, I'm open and just start running around, you know, throwing your hands up because I need to get the ball because you're going to watch how good I am. Right. I need to get that repetition so I can do it, catch the ball and then get creative after that. Right. Or get, you get down or whatever. Right. So it's interesting with the acting thing. And, and I think part of, and, and maybe you can speak on this, is the arbitrary nature that it seems that it is, right? It seems sure. it seems very arbitrary. It seems very, um, there's no right or wrong to it, right? Either, I mean, there's a right and wrong in the sense of either you got the part or you didn't, right? Yeah. That's the you're in or you're out. Yeah. But there is no like, everybody should do this thing over and over and over again so that then when you go and audition, you'll always book. Right. right. That's so how how do you speak to the arbitrary nature of the business? Even with writing too, right? I mean, yeah. I'll write a script, I love it. The person I gave it to hates it. The other person I gave it to loves it, but they're not in a position to do anything with it, but we still love it. Next person, eh, it is what it is. I gave that movie script to somebody who was a um uh, an agent and he said uh, not sure why we would shoot a film like this now. So it's not good or bad, right? It's just that 
the subject matter is not interesting at this current point of life, right? If there's no, there's no like, no relevancy to this film, right? And so now, how do you know? So I took that as like, oh, okay. Well, it, he didn't say it was a terrible script. He just said it. Just well, why would we do a uh, a film? And maybe he's being nice. I don't know. Right, right, right. But but how do you speak to the arbitrary nature of the biz? And how do you deal with that? And how do you see? You know, how do you teach other people to deal with that? And it's true because you know writing, it's an art form. Yes, it's a work of art. One hundred percent. It's not a piece of propaganda. Correct. So I can't say this is the way you will feel after you read this, whether you like it or not. That's propaganda. Right. So it's a work of art. So once I turn over that work of art to somebody else, it really becomes their work of art. It's their story now. Right. What I can do though is, is understand that, well, there, there's maybe something that is, I can look at as a commonality. A story has to at least be A, B, and C. Gotcha. Middle, beginning, and yeah. right, beginning, middle, and it's got to have that. Yeah. If I can at least fulfill the bare minimum of what does a story need to be? Okay. Then everything past that is my artistry. And when I hand it over to you to read it, it's really your artistry. It's, it's your story. It's how you interpret it. Gotcha. Or can I say, okay, well, maybe there's different kinds of stories and maybe there's different bases that need to be covered. Right. If you're going to tell a story about this, you got to cover that base. Yeah. If you're going to tell a story about this, if you're going to say it's factual, it's got to actually be factual. Yeah. Gotcha. So at least, at least those things, how do I deal with it is more that understanding of separating that my, my work of art is a work of art and it may not be appreciated by anybody. And yeah, it hurts, right? Yeah, because you put your blood, sweat, and tears into yeah. it, right? I, I thought it was intelligent. I thought it was something that would reach an audience, and they're instead just like, what is this crap? Right. So it's the understanding that, yeah, it's going to hurt when your story gets rejected. It doesn't mean that you're a terrible writer or you're a wuss because you got your feelings hurt because nobody liked your story. That's part of it. Right. If my feelings didn't get hurt at all, I probably wouldn't even keep trying to write. Right, what would be the point, right? It's, yeah. It's, if it's not, if it doesn't do anything for you, why do it? Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, that's fine. It's part of the process. My feelings get hurt. You know, just understand that that's what happens. And maybe it keeps you, it keeps you from sinking too deep when something you don't want right? Comes along. Right. I'm completely rejected with this script. And then if I write another script that everyone hails as the greatest thing they've ever read, try not to get too big of an ego. Right, right, right. Cause it's, once it's, again, it's, it's hard. It's really, really yeah, hard. Cause once again, that was their interpretation of your story. So in terms of like acting, right. In terms of yeah. auditions, right. You're yeah. saying, okay, just if you do, if you do the minimum, Right. You do not the minimum in terms of effort because they're not talking about effort. We're not right. talking about like correct your your work. You're talking about like covering the bases. I got there on time. I'm prepared for the script. I go in and I read it the way that I wanted to read it. And I did all that. And that's it. And now their interpretation of whether or not I was good or not good, because, again, now it becomes their interpretation of my art. Yep. Right. 
that I at least go, you know what? I went in and I did exactly what I wanted to do. I felt exactly how I wanted to feel. And I hit the spots that I thought were important. And then I got a chance to go home. I did my part of that. Right. Now, whether or not I looked the part, whether or not they liked my face, whether or not I'm tall enough, whether or not uh, my choice, they liked the choice I made, but I made a choice. Yeah. And that's the, and so again, we're, we're, we're making it a process that you can at least go, I did that part of it. And then I will continue to do that part of it because I'm a professional, right? I'm going to show up to practice on time. I'm going to work as hard as I can when I'm on the field and I'm going to run the place as designed. And on top of that is, you know, maybe I break a run, maybe I don't, you know, I get hundred yards, 200 yards. Maybe I do, maybe it's only 60, but I did the part. I did my part, yeah. right? I did my, with all the effort I could do, right? With everything that I got Yep. without being emotional about this part could change my whole career. This is a big deal. This is a, this is a series regular role. This is a, this is a speaking part in the movie opposite the rock or whatever, regardless of any of that. Oh yeah. Because I mean, you can speak to this. How many times do you watch a team that's trailing big in the third quarter start to play like the game is going to end at the end of the third quarter? Oh yeah. They just start. It's like, you don't need, you can't get all 17 points back on this play. Right. Get the the guy 10 yards downfield was wide open. You threw in a triple coverage 30 yards downfield. Why? Right. Why? You hear it a lot of the announcers going, they're playing like this is, you know, that they need to get all the points back in this drive. Yeah. And that's just not a, right. Yeah. Right. So as an actor, like you just said, the same thing. You can't go into an audition going, I got to win the Academy Award right now. Right. With this audition. Right. Like womp womp. You just threw in a triple coverage. Right, right, right. You just oh, you just worked your way beyond and, and you put the cart before the horse. You did a whole bunch of terrible yep. things to yourself. Yep. But we do it. And we do it all the time. And I, mm. I'm working on that process because I feel like, you know, as I start launching back into my career, um, the audition process is its own process. It's its own thing. There's a professionalism that goes with it. There is a standard that you must reach. And then everything else after that, do you know what I mean? Like the, you know, if I, I made a choice, this is the choice I went in with. If they liked it, they go, okay, that's good. If they didn't like it, but they want to see another choice, they'll say, hey, can you can you play it this way? Yeah. Yeah, I'll play it this way. And they go, okay, thank you. And then you leave. And then the emotional part of me, right, goes, man, that felt terrible. You know what I mean? Or, oh man, I think I killed it. And inevitably, it's always the opposite. It always feels like it's the opposite. The parts I did get, I left there going, well, there goes another kick in the nuts, you know, and I just move on. The ones that I like, oh man, I killed it. My agent calls it like, yeah, they say you need a lot more work. And um, you were a little here and a little all over the place. And you're like, wow, that's weird. How how did that? But that's the point, right? The, The point is, is that how do you, maintain that middle that middle ground yeah. that that professionalism that stable like if i get the part that's listen that's the very beginning of your of the work because then if you get it then what i mean then it's a whole different ball game right you got to show up you got and if you've got a big role then you got even more work to do so you know there is an advantage i'm guessing you would say 
to being able to be cool, calm, and collected under all circumstances. But that comes with, I know the very basics. Like I've, I've covered all my bases, right? Yeah. That I've memorized them off script. I'm, I get it. I've made a choice. I know what the choice is. I didn't go as deep as on the choices I wanted to, but that's, I'll get better at that. But I still made the choice and I went with it and I left the audition. Yeah. Thanked them and moved on. Right. Right. Yeah. I think now with you saying that most of these exercises that I talk about as far as, you know, how, does, how would a writer come up with a story is really about making it accessible. Okay. Character A asks character B for something. Character B says no. Well, I have the the most rudimentary conflict which i do need in a story so it's covering the again let's cover the bases yeah. let's get let's get the, yeah let's get the so, bases covered right there you go or when i think of the ending first that doesn't mean i have a beginning or a middle or character development or anything else right but i have the base of what well, someday the story has to end yeah and this is so how it ends there that's how it ends it, it's uh Character A tries to force character B to do it. Character B bonks him on the head and he walks off. There you go. I at least know how it ends. So I at least have that base covered. Right. Okay. So now I'm going to throw a curveball at you because you're, you're so, you're low key right now. And so <laughs> even keeled. I want to know, and this is off script. <laughs> When's the last time you were excited? And. What was it in terms of artistic? Because I, I, I got I to gotta hear when Daniel gets excited because, folks, this is the, no matter what. I mean, we're not talking about like he's low key, low energy. We're not talking that. But there are rare times where he's over the top either way. He's never really super low. He's never really super high. So I want to know, like, as an example, when you're like super high uh -huh. and what was it in terms of the, the, the career? And what did you do when you were like super excited? Okay. Um, believe it or not, every, everything I work on, I, I get like that. Super excited. I get super excited. Every single project, there is that moment of being amped up, excited, top of the world. I love this. I love this project. This is going to be yeah. awesome. Like this is going to be amazing. And at some point, on working on that project, I get that. What am I doing with my life? I need to quit. Ah, every single one. Really? Every single one. Wow. So you auto you always ride the roller coaster no matter what. Yep. Inside. Yeah. Because I know outside it doesn't show. I mean, it's outside. If if you ever you know are in the same room with me when I'm editing, you'll hear you know quite a colorful <laughs> array of curse words. Damn it. That was amazing. Look, come check this uh, out. Oh, damn it. That looked terrible. What do we, Oh, what? If you remember how we sounded when we were kids and we we're playing like video games, we we're like, I jumped. Right, 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 That's right. pretty much what I sound like. editing. <laughs> when you're doing good, like, yeah. And then you go, Oh, damn it. That's hilarious. Like, what is this? I cut that. I, uh, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Interesting. So, so there's always that as high as you can get, as low as you can get. Every single project. But you're, but you're, and the reason you're an artist is because you ride those things. Yep. And that's what you, that's the way you, that's what you enjoy, right? I mean, obviously, you know that it's going to happen. 
and I'm comfortable, and that's why I'm an artist because I know that I'm gonna ride that roller coaster. So I'm comfortable with that. I like that roller coaster, the highs, the lows, but maintaining a exterior and um, systematic medium to the approach, right? Yeah, yeah, because what most people see externally, oftentimes it's because they're freaking out and I'll calm down because they're freaking out. Mm. Whereas when I'm editing or when I'm doing something by myself, there's no one else that's freaking out, so I become the freak out. <laughs> right, 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 gotcha. Because one of us gotta do it. Gotcha, right, right, right. if there's right. only me, I'm the freak out. Right, right. Uh, so that, that might be why a lot of people, it's like, oh, he doesn't really get out of control. It's like, yeah, because there's usually somebody else in the room right. who's this freaking out excited, at that moment. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Sorry, give me the other part of that uh, that question. And, what, and so, so I guess you basically answered it. It's yeah. like, in what capacity was that excitement? So it's uh, it's so it's in every capacity in terms of working on. Do you feel more when you're writing? Do you feel more when you're editing? Do you feel more when you're actually acting? Do you feel? I mean, like where? I mean, you ride the roller coaster on all those all those different facets. Every single one. Every single one. when I'm writing, it can be. Oh man, yeah, this is going to be something, right? Right, and then at some point, it's like this is the dumbest thing ever, right? And then I had to step back, and of course, the hardest thing to ever do is take your own advice. Yeah. So then I had to step back and go, okay, hold on. Oh, because it's been going so good, right? So now that I'm stuck, I put all this pressure on myself because. It's been great. It, I've been yeah. really telling this awesome story. How dare I end it in such a crappy way? Right. I got you. Um, but going back to the, what, what happens when you're like halfway through a story and you're stuck? Yes. And I said, I dare you to come up with the worst way to end it. Right. Here's the one side effect or, or the one extra benefit from that. If you can do that, if you can actually write a horrible, like an you went out of your way to write a terrible ending. Imagine all the free advice you're going to get on how you ought to end it. <laughs> They're going to do your job for you. Yeah, right, 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 right. You're going to get so many great ways to end it, and you'll be like, huh. That's you don't it. say aliens destroying everything is not a good one. Okay. Oh, they do fall in love. I guess that makes sense. And then you sit down, you bang it out, and then thank them, and then <laughs> they, they wrote your story for you. Right, 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 right. That's hilarious. Of course, it's being facetious, by the way. That's right, hilarious. Right, right. That's funny. That's funny. So, um, so my last, my last tip. Yeah, actually, last tip. Sorry, I got off track. Yeah, your last, last tip. What you got? Is actually something that you and I have talked about a lot, and this is yet another uh, great piece of advice from Darius Britt. Uh, Tuza, once again, YouTube channel D for Darius. He talks about resource filmmaking, okay. which is what do you have? Then construct your story around that. Gotcha. It's like, okay. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't have anything. It's like, well, hold on, hold on. What location do you have? My house. Well, there you go. Your story is going to take place in a house. Right. That's so that's, that's figured out. We're good. Yeah next right yeah it's like yeah but you know i don't have any actors i just live by myself your story is going to have one character <laughs> and in that's a house. you 
Right. There's a story. Right. Because not every story can be told with one character in a house. Right. Because I can't make Star Wars with one character in a house. Right. I cannot make a Star Wars movie like that. So in other words, you're creating your own guidelines for the story. So the story's got to have one person. The story is in the house. Okay, next, right? Yeah. Instead of writing the story and then figuring out, okay, what do I got to get or collecting the things I need to make the story, I had to look at what I have and now that's the story. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at least you've gone from the zero to something. Right. I know my story has to have one person. Yep. I know my story takes place in a house. Right. So, so then you just, just build. Just build from yeah. there. Yeah. I got something at least. It, it's interesting because I, I watch a lot of shorts because I think it's... I, I just love them. I think that's the, the future of filmmaking like in in a in a big commercial way, I think, because as people's attention spans get smaller and smaller and movies become more and more expensive, I think the short game of, hey, I went to a film, I went to a movie and I saw the the Black Eight series. And that you go in there and you get, you know, four shorts, five shorts of a variety of different things, and then that's your thing, and then you leave. Now you've you've now been exposed to four different filmmakers, four different filmmakers got their their stuff out there and the attention span of people are smaller. And now you got um, you've entertained the, the troops for 45 minutes with four straight, you know, four shorts. So I think I think that's a thing. But I also like I, too, have a short attention span. So when I'm going through like Facebook or whatever, I'm like, oh, what's I love trailers for that very reason. I love movie trailers. Like every time a girl and I go to the movies, we got to be 15 minutes early because I'm watching these trailers because I love it. Right. So I love the quick little blurb. This is what it's about. This is and my and my my reaction is, oh, that's going to be awesome. Or, oh, nope, not going to see that. Right. Yeah. But but even in that, I was entertained. Right. So, you know, I love I like watching a lot of shorts and they're they're full of like all kinds of ideas. Right. They give you ideas like, oh, wow, really? That's a weird. That's cool. Like to see other people's creative. Right. So I watched a short one time and it was this lady and she was watching TV and the news thing came and they on the news. It was about because it's it's I think it's apropos for the time where we're at. She was watching something and a big crisis happened and the neighborhood because of this big crisis came together as a community and helped everybody help each other out. So before that, though, she's by herself in her house, chasing her cat around, bored, trying to figure out something to do, you know, trying to get the cat to play with her. She turns on TV. Boom, this thing happens. The community comes together. Everybody's like happy. So this lady then decides, I'm going to burn my house down and it's going to bring the community together. So, <laughs> right, right. So this lady lights this her house on fire. She's outside standing there watching her house burn, looking around at the community for people to come and embrace and, and bring it together. And oh, this house, instead it comes out like this lady, this lady's a weirdo. Why is she looking like that? Why is she? Cause she's expecting it to be like a community thing and we're all embracing and, and she's looking around and people are like, what? I don't, I don't get it. So it ends. 
house is burned. She's by herself on the bench and she's watching a bike rider go by and he falls and he crashes and she smiles to the camera and that's it. So I was like, look, the process to think of that, right? To be a short film, to tell a full story, to have the complexities. And again, I'm not doing it justice. You got to watch it because mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of cool, like little small snippets of like her teasing the cat and the cat's wasn't interested. You know, she's doing all these different things and the cat's like, nah, I'm all set. Then she finally gets this idea. And you know, it's the, again, she doesn't say a word. Okay. She doesn't speak at all in okay. this. So the only thing that, that are words are the TV and the people that are like watching the house burn. But you told a full story without someone, that person never even saying a word. It was all external, but you could see the internal, like her idea. And then you go, what is she getting ready to do? And she does. And you're like, oh, she's that's hilarious. That's crazy, but funny. So my point in all that was, is that to start with something, right? You don't know if the, if the person started with brought the community together. Okay. So what does that mean for this person? Is it about the cat not playing with her? Okay, so she's really bored. I mean, like, there's a variety of different things that motivated this story that this person told. But I, I loved it because it was simple, it was short, and it was clear, funny, sad, tragic, all in one six-minute film. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nice, yeah. So, so winding it all back to getting started. Either you using your method, a combination of my method, coming up with your own method, um, you know, I, and I also would suggest, you know, people getting out and seeing things, you know, go out and go out and read books, go out and see short films, go out and watch other movies, go out in nature and look at, you know, watch people, people watch do. I mean, because you just never know where the inspiration and motivation can come. Right. right. Yep. Absolutely. Very nice. Well, Thank you, Grant. Yes, Grant. Well done, sir. Well done. Nice, simple question, and it led to uh, quite a conversation. All right. Well, as always, uh, listeners, we hope today finds you safe. Until next time, it's uh, Daniel signing off. And Darnell Autry, and uh, take care of yourselves. Thank you for joining us at the Darnell Autry Show. We're out.